Welcome to another edition here of CFP Today on Canadian Football Perspective. I'm Marshall Ferguson. You can find me at TSN underscore Marsh. I almost said that I am at TSN underscore Marsh, but of course, none of us are defined by our social media handles, despite what Elon might want you to think. You can master your game plan with Fox 40 coaching boards. Choose from a range of clipboards and carry boards to help with your sideline needs. Visit fox40shop.com to shop coaching boards and more. Take 15% off of your entire order with the code CFP15. Today, the topic here on CFP today, something that I have right now up on tsn.ca, and that is the Montreal Alouettes offensive line. As long as I have been talking to you in this podcast, the last 45 seconds, uh, that is about how long I had to try and jam in as much information as possible into a Sports Center analysis hit that might play pregame, perhaps going into, uh, which would be kind of funny if I was the play-by-play guy on Toronto Montreal and they aired an analysis hit for me going into the game in which I'm also calling. But I don't think they'll do that. But it would be funny. Uh, but to be able to analyze this Montreal offensive line is really confusing. And here's why. When you look at the pass-blocking grades of the Montreal Alouettes, the team that has given up a league-high 22 sacks as it stands right now, they are far and away the very best in the Canadian Football League in pass-blocking grade. How is that possible? You've given up the most sacks, and yet you end up being the team that is the highest graded. That really doesn't make any sense, except for the fact that as everybody kind of around the Canadian Football League is learning the PFF system more and more, you start to realize, not that there are flaws, but there are, I would say, convenient hiccups in the way that some of these things are graded. Again, this is not a criticism. This is just an observation and something that I have been looking at closely throughout the start of this year. Because when you're winning football games, it's easy to ignore the things that are troubling your football team. So you give up six sacks against the Ottawa Red Blacks in your opening game at home. Who cares? Pop the champagne. We won the home opener. Congrats. And then you go up and you end up playing against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Don't have a great pass rush as of right now. Haven't been able to get after it. They still get a couple of hits, a couple of sacks, a couple of hurries, a couple of knockdowns, all the rest. And then you play Winnipeg. Woof. All of a sudden, Willie Jefferson's teen off. Jackson Jeffcoat is back. He got an interior pass rush. Cam Lawson looks like a stud. Jake Thomas still doing his thing. Then you take on BC. Well, BC's been destroying people up front. Matthew Betts is getting after it as well as anybody in the Canadian Football League over the last five years in the first month of a CFL season. So they give up all these sacks, but Pro Football Focus doesn't have the Alouettes poorly graded. The reason for this, and you heard him on the A block here on Canadian Football Perspective, Bryson Vesnaver, uh, at PFF underscore Bryson, he explained this on Twitter. And I wanted to bring people this explanation because this is I find this to be intriguing. This might just be the analytics nerd in me, the numbers lover, but I find this to be really intriguing stuff. He tweeted out the top five at each position, and it basically came out where there was a bunch of Montreal Alouettes and pass protectors that were listed there. And then he said, okay, biggest question here I'll try to address now. Alouettes having all these offensive linemen graded highly. Well, the team is on pace to allow almost 100 sacks this season. A few factors as to why. One, it's sorted by overall grade rather than just pass blocking grade. So run blocking, like there's going to be a bunch of players, of course, that are going to be heavily, heavily favored when it comes to run blocking. When they average out those two, the run and the pass, you're going to end up having some guys that are highly graded that might give up some sacks. Here's the second thing. Not every sack allowed is on the offensive line, says Bryson. The Alouettes have surrendered a couple sacks that were on running back pass blocking. I saw that in the Hamilton game, man. One time, Simone Lawrence just ran through the chest of William Stanback, which, I mean, that's a crazy matchup. And I 
didn't know Simone still had that in him to go right through Stanback. Stanback's a big dude, but he did. I watched the tape of it. Uh, or the defense overload blitz and there weren't enough blockers. Ottawa did that a lot with uh, Douglas Coleman having a couple of sacks in that week one game. Sacks don't tell the whole story. Yes, they can be a big indicator, but here's a big part of the story for Montreal. Their offensive line rarely gets beaten in pass protection, but when they do, it's a sack. What do I mean by that, says Bryson on Twitter. At PFF, we track sacks, hits, hurries, and defensive wins where a defender beats the offensive lineman but doesn't record a pressure. For example, a quick throw where the backside player wins against the tackle, but the ball is thrown too quickly for the defender to pressure. If we add all of these up, Montreal's offensive line have only been beaten 47 times on 148 pass-blocking snaps. That's the lowest percentage of any offensive line in the league at 6.3%. But of that 6.3%, 25.5% of those times where they were beaten resulted in sacks, the highest percentage by far. Why is that? Some of it is on the offensive line for sure, getting beaten in a way that results in a sack, but a lot of it comes down to number four. He goes in here to quarterback play and how Fajardo isn't a mobile quarterback. I think Cody Fajardo is a mobile quarterback. I think this is perhaps where Bryson and I have a difference of opinion. I think Fajardo has the ability to get out. I think it's more scheme-based personally. I think that plays into it where Jason Moss has got you know these protection schemes and different things he wants to run, and I don't know if it meshes perfectly with what Cody naturally wants to do perhaps they'll tweak some of the the calls for Cody so that he can get out of the pocket a little bit more obviously moving the pocket is an easy solution to this problem is if you move the pocket and you don't do that correctly you're just going to end up with the same result but it feels like there's kind of a disconnect here in when Cody should take off when he shouldn't what the blocking schemes look like how much do you want him to stay in how much do you want him to access his legs where are the check downs all the rest and so I, I look at this thread by Bryson about why Montreal is struggling. And what it comes down to for me is what you typically get when a team is struggling in pass protection. Yes, you might have a weak link. I think there's a couple of players on that Montreal offensive line that are the weak link. I saw a quote from Darius Pickett of the Toronto Argonauts going into Friday night's game against the Alouettes when he was said, where's the weakness in the Montreal offensive line? And he said, where you see us attacking in game, that's when you'll know what the weakness is. I have a pretty good idea of where they're going to go. Like, I've watched all of the pass protection snaps of the Montreal Alouettes. I've talked to Christian Matt as well, their veteran right guard. I have a pretty good idea of where people have been and will be continuing to attack the Montreal Alouettes until they decide to solve their issues. If you would like to see that, just go back and watch a lot of times where Fajardo has either been hit, pressured, knocked down, all the rest. But what I find to be intriguing about this is that teams are finding... Yes, a weakness here or there on the offensive line to attack. That's their job. They have to scout and they have to attack the weakness. But they're doing a variety of different ways. And sometimes Montreal is walking their way right into it. Cody still spins in the pocket when there's no reason for him to spin. He'll just spin backwards and face towards his own goal line. It's a truly terrible, terrible habit that I'm amazed does not create more fumbles for him in his career. Maybe it will throughout the remainder of this year, but I think it's a truly, truly terrible habit. The second thing is pass protection is a group effort. Yes, you can have a weakness, but other people sometimes need to pick up the slack. And a lot of the time, that is the running backs that need to pick up the slack. I think Montreal is frustrated by not being able to dominate in the running game as much as they would like to. And it's rubbing off on a disinterest in pass protection from what I can see. That plays into it for me as well. And the final thing I'll mention here on the offensive line is if you are going to take sacks at a rate of five and a half per game, which is what Fajardo was at through the first four games of this season, you're not going to win a whole lot of games going forward. And the reason for that is 
you get in and around 14, 15 offensive possessions per game on average in the Canadian Football League. Of those 14 or 15, if you're taking a sack on five and a half of them, that means that a little over a third of your offensive possessions are not going to result in touchdowns because through the first four weeks of this season, on 70 CFL drives where there has been a sack, zero of them have resulted in touchdowns. That's not to say you can't take a sack on first down and then throw a bomb on second down for a touchdown. But what it is saying is that that's an anomaly. That's not a normal thing. If you take a sack on second down, you've backed yourself up, you lost field position, you might be out of field goal range, all the rest. If you take a sack on first down, often, I find far too often in the Canadian Football League, coaches' mentalities is, well, let's just get back half the yards that we lost. Maybe we lost seven yards, now it's second and 17. If we can just get it back to second and seven, we'll be happy with that. We'll gain 10 yards and then we'll punt. There's not a real aggressive mentality in three-down football to attack on second down after taking a sack on first, and I think that plays into why Every single drive through four weeks of the CFL season where there was a sack resulted in there not being a touchdown. Something to keep an eye on as you watch Friday Night Football Toronto up against Montreal. Myself, Dwayne Ford, and Kenzie Lalonde down at field level for you as well. For now, make sure you support our good friends at Fox 40. Fox40shop.com is the place to go to put in your order. CFP15 is the promo code. Have yourself a wonderful day. We'll talk to you next time on CFP Today.